Hello gorgeous and welcome to another episode of Gala Loves Everything. This episode is all about being a super expander. We're going to talk about what it means to be a super expander, how to figure out if you really are one, and then we're going to talk about how to ride the waves of expansion. So before we do anything, let's talk about what a super expander is. A super expander is someone who is allowing more and more into their life all the time. They are in a mode of receptivity and openness. They are able to receive from the universe. So this could mean they're receiving more love, more abundance, more clients, more joy, more rest, a more beautiful home. You get the idea. A super expander is someone who is not hitting the brakes every time something gets uncomfortable. They feel that discomfort and they rise through it. They use that discomfort as an invitation to dig deep and become someone new. And a super expander is someone who may not always be sure what the next step is, but has a vision of what it could look like in the future. And they use that vision to keep them taking action, to help them keep taking the next step forward. A super expander is someone who knows that if they just keep stepping forward, they will get there. Now, sometimes being a super expander means you'll have more beautiful possessions if that's what grinds your crank, but that's just, that's not the definition for everyone. A super expander is someone who has the ability to attract all of the things that they want. And now some people hear this and think, oh, that sounds great. That sounds easy. Like who doesn't want to attract all the things that they want? But the truth is that being a super expander can be very uncomfortable because a constant up level means that you are constantly going to be in new environments, constantly taking on new challenges and constantly meeting new people. So it means you are going to continually be outside of your comfort zone. There's not going to be a lot of resting on your laurels. There's going to be a lot of change and stimulation and new, uncomfortable, unfamiliar feelings and situations. And being a super expander means that you accept that challenge. So let's talk about what being a super expander looks like in real life. So I'm going to tell you a little story from my own life to help you kind of understand this concept. So a lot has happened since I recorded my last podcast, which I think was about two months ago. I'm very sorry, but there has been a lot, a lot going on in my life. Um, I rescued a dog about two weeks ago. She's adorable. Um, she doesn't have a name yet, but I rescued her and that has changed my life quite considerably. And I also just manifested a brand new home. Now, those of you who have been following me for a while are probably aware of my trajectory, but let me just give it to you real quick. I lived in New Zealand till I was 23. I lived in Melbourne, Australia for a year and a half. Then I moved to New York City and I was in New York City for a decade. Then after a decade of New York living, I moved to Los Angeles. I was there for two years. And then in February of 2020, I moved down to Orange County. And I saw this house, actually my boyfriend found it for me. And as soon as I saw it, I knew it was my house. And I came down to look at it and I walked in 
and flung open the front door and the view from the front door is of the ocean. You are literally on the ocean and I was obsessed with this house. It was Mercury retrograde. I signed a lease anyway um, because I was also born with Mercury retrograde natally. So it's not really a huge deal to me. But anyway, getting the deal done was a huge pain in the ass, but it felt like it was worth it. And I moved into this place and it has been magnificent, very expansive for me. Living on the ocean has been extremely healing. It's been phenomenal for getting me more into my feminine energy, more into rest, more into just enjoying life, being outside more. It has been truly phenomenal. But the truth is that I have outgrown it and it only took me eight months to outgrow it. So when I found my new place, I mean, I started looking for places a few months ago because my lease is going to be up in February and there's just not a lot of inventory down here in Orange County and that's where I wanted to stay. So I started looking for a new place and when I found my new one, I was challenged by it. You know, I saw the listing and I thought, wow, this house is beautiful. It's got this phenomenal walk-in closet. It's got a huge marble bathroom with a double head shower and an illuminated mirror and this huge like egg shaped tub. Um, there's a fireplace in the bedroom that's brand new. It's phenomenal. It's just a beautiful, beautiful home. And when I saw it, I kind of saw the listing and I was a little intimidated by it and I went to see it and it, it's a big house. It's much bigger than where I am. And I really was asking myself, like, is this too much for me? Like, am I ready for this? Does this feel too big for me? But what I'm learning about being a super expander and really stepping into a new era of your life is that you do need to pick something that's a little bit bigger than you, whatever that is, whether it's a relationship or a business idea or a home or whatever, you need to pick something that you're going to grow into because if you don't do that, you're going to outgrow it really quickly. And a lot of people, when I posted yesterday on my stories saying that I had a new place, were like, oh my God, why are you leaving your old place? What happened? So I love my old place. I'm sitting in it right now. It's magical. It has held me. It has helped me evolve. I'm deeply appreciative of this place. But it's not exactly what I want. It is limiting to the kind of life that I want to live. So I have a dog now, and obviously a dog needs more space to run and play that this place doesn't really have. Um, when I moved in here, I thought, oh, we'll use the beach all the time because we're right on the ocean and that will be amazing. But in the summertime, which is when you want to use the beach, there are constant high tides and swells. Um, you may have seen videos of the front of my house being absolutely pelted with water. Um, every night during the summer, there is such a high tide that rocks hit my window. That's how aggressive the ocean is out here. And so that really makes the, the usefulness of this home much less. You know, you're, you're sort of sitting inside looking at it, which is great, but you don't get to use it. Um, this house only has two bedrooms and that's not enough space for me. Uh, there's no storage in the kitchen and my man loves to cook and it doesn't have a garage and I might have just ordered a new car. I'll talk about that later. So... 
I'm moving into this new place. My move has come next Saturday. I've hired a very nice Christian moving company, which is quite funny to me, but I'm <laughs> excited about it. And, you know, like I said, this house feels big. It feels a little bit too big for me. But this is not about, you know, just constantly up-leveling for the sake of it. This is about being in a space that really makes sense for you. So this new space has a designated area that will be my office. It has a designated area that I can film and record podcasts in. It will have a guest bedroom. It has room for my dog. Um, it's got a beautiful kitchen that my man can cook in. And it's really important to be in a space that feels good to you. And I don't think any of us need to make any apologies for wanting to live in a beautiful space. I think that's completely fair. And I'm also aware that, you know, my business is growing at a phenomenal rate. I'm extremely proud of what we have done as a company. By the way, we're now four people, which is amazing to me for about, I mean, basically until this year, it was just Audrey and I, we were running this as a two person operation. So the business has grown tremendously, um, astronomically. And so with that, obviously, there's more money circulating. But even at that point, I think something that happens is we get stuck in a place of whatever our old comfort level was, right? So when I lived in New York City, you know, my first sublet there in the West Village was like $2,500 a month, which felt astronomical to me. And for a long time living in New York, you know, my rent was around $3,000 a month and New Yorkers probably know that's a pretty good price. Um, and what happened that's interesting is as my business grew and as my income grew, I still stayed kind of at that level where I felt like that was what was acceptable for me. That was what was safe to pay. That didn't feel like a stretch. That felt, you know, normal. But the thing is that as you have more cash available to you, you really can expand into doing these new things. And sometimes it takes your mind a moment to really catch up with that, to realize that if you're paying twice as much as that, three times as much as that, four times as much as that, that's actually okay. And it's not going to affect your finances at all. So let's talk about being a super expander and how to know that you are one. So here's how to know that you are a super expander. Let me know how many of these you can check off. So if you're a super expander, you have huge, huge, huge vision like world conquering vision. You have a vision of who you could be, how that person would dress, who you would influence, who your friends would be, the kind of service that you are here on the planet to do, the kind of influence you would have. And it feels massive. It's like it was just planted in your head and you really have no choice. Like you didn't magic this up out of somewhere. It's just within you and it's just there. Another way to know that you're a super expander is that you're living on the edge and your family and your friends don't always understand that. You are doing things differently. You're not interested in the way that society says things should be done. You're not interested in towing the line. You can see possibilities and you act on them. 
Another way is that you leap into things that feel too big and you know you'll figure it out along the way. I think this is one of the real habits of truly exceptional people is that they do bite off more than they can chew. They take on these big challenges, these big things, and they know that they'll figure it out along the way. They just have the confidence that they know they're going to figure it out. And even if they fuck it up horribly, they know that that's still going to teach them what they need to learn. And the way that you get the confidence to take on big wild things is from taking on big wild things and realizing that nothing is really that dire, nothing's really that serious, and you will figure it out one way or another, but you won't uncover your own courage or braveness or confidence unless you start jumping into those things. Super expanders feel impatient when their reality isn't matching the pace of their vision they get really bothered. They wish they could click their heels and have it all happen. Um, Super expanders can't understand why most people live the way they do. Um, Super expanders aren't interested in what most people are interested in. Maybe, you know, it could be anything from like celebrity culture to tabloids to gossip to going out drinking every night. Like they just look at how most people live their lives Maybe it's a nine to five, maybe it's the getting married and having children thing, but they just don't understand why most people do what they do. You know, I think super expanders are often feel like they're outsiders. They feel like outsiders looking in a lot. And another thing that I've noticed about really special, powerful, influential people is that they fucking, they are different. They are different. And really people who are samey, don't get things done. They don't affect massive change. They don't shift the paradigm. They just don't. Because people who follow the rules and do what they're told don't create change. And there's so many total weirdos who have done amazing things. Like, let's just take Elon Musk as an example. He's such a weirdo, but look at how much he's changed the world. Do you think he's ever walked into a room and felt like, yeah, I really belong here. Like, these are my people. Do you think he feels really well understood most of the time? I don't think he does. He knows he's weird, but being a weirdo, being an outsider can be a huge strength. Super expanders are either in the process of learning or have learned that there is a season for pushing and a season for resting and receiving. And they acknowledge that they often want to take on a lot of things, but if they do that, they're going to burn out and they're not going to complete things. So they're probably in the process of learning that there's a balance between getting things done and just taking a step back. Super expanders always have something that they're looking forward to. They're terminally excited, terminally enthusiastic. They always have something on the horizon that they're looking to that they're excited about. Super expanders are attracted to larger-than-life characters. They really feel seen by these larger-than-life characters. They feel like they understand these people who are on the edge. Super expanders are intentionally designing their own lives. They you know, look at the status quo and think, fuck that, I'm going to do my own thing. And they're not shy about that. They're like, "Mm, no, I'm just going to do my own thing. And super expanders often have lives that inspire other people's, but they know that they've only just begun.
They know this is just the tip of the iceberg and that there is so much more to do, so much more change to affect, and they're excited about that. So it sounds pretty great, right? It sounds like these are like the people who are on the edge of everything. They're living this great life, but there are definitely some challenges of being a super expander. And I would say that the challenges are that you are constantly outside of your comfort zone. You know, you're not just taking a fucking chill pill all the time and doing the same thing all the time and... You know, being a super expander requires that you put yourself in uncomfortable situations a lot. Um, If you stay in comfortable situations, you're just not going to learn. You're not going to transform. Nothing's going to shift in your life. You have to take the risk and put yourself out there. So definitely being constantly outside of your comfort zone is one of the challenges. Another challenge is that Being a super expander requires a lot of transformational shadow work and a lot of self-awareness, you know, looking yourself in the eye in the mirror and really having a serious talk with yourself. I love tapping for shadow work. It's so great because with tapping, you're really acknowledging what's going on with you. You're admitting it to yourself. You're not bullshitting yourself. You're not in a space of delusion around everything's great right now. Fuck that. No. Why don't you tap and admit to yourself that your relationship is not how you want it to feel? Why don't you tap and admit to yourself that your body doesn't look the way you really want it to look? Why don't you tap and admit to yourself that you want more? So that stuff is uncomfortable. That stuff is painful. That stuff can be hard, but without the truth, there's no freedom. So until you can start telling yourself the truth regularly on a daily basis, daily tapping, daily journaling, you're not going to shift into being a super expander. Being a super expander can feel lonely too, because as you shift and move, you may have to let some people go. You may have to let some experiences, some cities, some communities go, and that can feel really lonely. But this can also be a great opportunity. And I'm going to talk about expanding and outgrowing people a little bit later in this episode. And another challenge of being a super expander is that you have to learn to let go of the need, the desire to explain yourself to others. You kind of have to let go of this delusion that you're going to be understood by everybody because you're not. And in fact, even the most beige people are not understood by everybody. So you have to just disavow yourself of that illusion right now. And We often feel the need, especially when you're on the edge, to really try and convince people of your ideas and have this great, you know, elevator pitch about why your thing is the thing. And it's like, no, just let it go. And when you're really living in alignment with what you're here to do and you're really loving that thing, I promise that you'll attract people who just understand it. You don't really need to explain it. They'll just get it. So when I posted about being a super expander on Instagram yesterday, I said, what are your questions about being a super expander? And a few people said, what were the mindset shifts and habits that got you into being a super expander? So there's a few things I did. The first thing was that I stopped down dating. That means I stopped going out with people who didn't inspire me. I think that's the best way of describing down dating. You know, it's not about like they're not as good as you or they're not as smart as you or they're not as X, Y, Z as you. Like that stuff doesn't really matter. 
but it's about whether they inspire you or not. And if you're dating people who are just floating around in life, maybe they're not very decisive, maybe they're not very aware of their own power, they don't feel very potent, they are living kind of like a beige lifestyle, you know, they're certainly not a super expander, maybe they just are kind of lost in their life and whatever, but if they don't inspire you, you cannot tether your energy to them. And you know, that's what dating and relationships and love and sex is all about. It's like you're mingling your energy with this person. And if you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you look at your partner or just these people you're dating and you think, oh, I don't want to be like them. You just have to stop doing that. You have to stop doing that. I actually wrote a book about my process of learning how to stop doing this. It's called Hologram Heart. It's available on my website, galadowling.com. And um, it's really a process to learn to stop down dating. There's a lot of unpacking that needs to happen. There's a lot of looking at your love blueprint. There's a lot of looking at your attachment style, looking at your trauma, looking at your childhood that is going to help you understand why you're doing this and how to stop doing it. So um, stopping down dating is a really huge piece of this. I'm going to recommend that if you are not dating someone inspiring right now, you shouldn't date anyone at all. Just be single. Seriously, just be single. Because the people who are floating around, who are not inspired, who are not ambitious, who are not like doing something that's interesting to you, they are not adding to your life. Buy a sex toy, go to town. You don't need them. Um, so when I stopped down dating, I was really forced to up-level my own standards and my own ways of being. My boyfriend calls me out on my shit when I'm being cold or acting like I'm too busy or I'm being difficult or whatever. He tells me. And as much as I could deny it, I have enough self-awareness to know when he's telling me the truth. And so, you know, down dating is really another way of like turning the dial down on your own power you know, you, when you're dating someone who's not going to take you to task on the places where you are playing small or you're not being your best self, you know, if no one's ever saying that to you, why would you change it? <laughs> like there's a lot of healing and transformation that can happen in the right relationship. And by the right relationship, I mean, being with someone who is just not afraid to call you on your shit. It's really powerful. So my boyfriend really expands me a lot. And he's also, you know, he's older than me and he's lived a lot of life. I've, I love him. He's so inspiring to me. He's just done so many wild fucking things. And so that really expands me. It expands my vision of what's possible. He sent me a video yesterday. He was at like a private jet show or something. And he sent me a video of this plane. He was like, look at this plane, babe. Like, Imagine if it was pink and it had bedazzled wings and it had like a big GD on the tail. I think you should get one, you know, like, and I'm in no way ready to buy a plane just yet. But I love that he can see that from me and he is activating that desire within me because that is good for you. Like people get really pent up on desire. They feel guilty for having it. They feel like, oh my God, am I being a terrible materialist, capitalist pig? Like, oh my God, it's so wrong for me to want beautiful things. No, the fuck it's not. 
Wanting beautiful things is part of your human DNA. It's part of why we exist. If you show somebody a beautiful home on the ocean and a fucking hovel next to a dump, what do you think most people are going to pick? They're going to pick the beautiful place because we're drawn to beauty. That's what humans do. We're drawn to beauty. And it's not wrong to want those things. And the other thing that I always say about manifesting, but I just want to remind you, is it's not about the thing. The thing seems great, but the glory of getting the thing doesn't last very long. What it's really about is who you had to become in order to get this thing. So who did you have to become in order to grow your business to be able to afford the house, right? What were the shifts that you had to embody in order to have the courage to, you know, do this or do that? It's about the journey. It's, a, it's an old cliche, but it's true. Okay, back to the mindset shifts and habits that got me there. Um, I do morning pages and tapping every morning. And I'm going to do an, a podcast episode about morning pages and tapping as a combo because it is so powerful. So every morning, well, I'm not going to tell you what morning pages is, but you can Google it. It's not my idea. It's Julia Cameron's idea. But just for me, having the space to connect with myself in the morning has been really powerful. And then using what I've written down as a you know leaping point for tapping has been immensely powerful. And then... You know, the other mindset is the other mindset shift is just that I'm taking really big risks. You know, um, I'm doing things that do feel too big. They do feel overwhelming. They do feel challenging. Um, my new place is almost double the cost of my last one or my current one. Um, but you have to stop pretending that you are who you were five or 10 years ago. You're not. You're not. You've changed. You've up leveled. You've grown. You've learned new things. You are in a new space. And it's not even just like who you are, but also like, what have you contributed in that time? How have you helped other people? How have you served? That shit is huge. You have to remember that. That's part of your makeup of who you are. So don't limit yourself based on your history. Now, another question that I got was people were saying that they associate expanding or being a super expander with outgrowing people. And a few people said this. And to some extent, that is true. There are going to be some people who cannot make the journey with you, and that's okay. You know, you can't force the people around you into expansion. You cannot make them grow. You cannot make them up-level their standards. You cannot make them live the same way that you do. All that you can do is be your the best role model and example possible, and you're going to leave some people behind. That is just reality. But imagine if you took everyone with you in your life that you knew in kindergarten. You wouldn't have room or space or time for all of those people. So don't feel guilty about being selective about who you bring with you. That's okay. And it's interesting. Obviously, it's Mercury retrograde right now. So I've signed two leases now in Mercury retrograde. Um, and I'm connecting with these people that I used to know, people who were my best friend years ago. And it feels so good. Like, there's nothing wrong with taking some space from someone or having a gap and then potentially coming back together later on. You know, there are seasons and life is cyclical and people will come back around and they will have grown and expanded and done these new things. And then maybe you guys will be in a place where you can be on the same level together, you know? It happens all the time. Napoleon Hill said, 
that the number one people reason, sorry, the number one reason people fail in life is because they listen to their friends, family, and neighbors. I'm going to repeat that because I think this is a really potent point. The number one reason people fail in life is because they listen to their friends, family, and neighbors. So your friends and family and neighbors, these people may be sweet. They may be smart. They may be well-intentioned. They may love you. They may want the best for you. But if they don't have a life you admire, why are you taking their advice? They don't know. They don't know how to create the life that you desire. They don't know how to make a big shift. They don't know how to take a risk or be uncomfortable. They don't know how to live on the edge. Only listen to people who have what you want. Seriously, if there's like one thing that could really help you from this podcast, it's that. Only listen to people who have what you want. If you want to be a super expander, you have to shut out the opinions and advice of the people who are sweet and thoughtful, but don't have what you want. It is really important that you listen to yourself and your own guidance and your own intuition and guidance or advice from people who are already doing the things that you want to do. God, it's so fucking important. Those people who are well-intentioned could absolutely steer you wrong if you listen to them. You have to prioritize your own intuition and your own gut feel over anyone else's thoughts or anyone else's advice. And I also know that there are a lot of like, quote unquote, inspirational charlatans out there. So you really have to use your discernment. I have fallen for many inspirational, self-helpy, guru-y type people in the past who I thought were one way, but really over time turned out to not be that way. It happens to everyone. So you really have to look at people and ask like, does what they talk about on the internet line up with who they are in real life? Like, are they really who they say they are? You know, over time, you'll learn to be able to sniff them out. I think that's one of the great things about getting older is your bullshit detector gets extremely finely honed. But unfortunately, the only way you learn that is from dealing with some bullshitters. So um, I guess it's part of life. And then one of the last questions I got was, how do you stop craving stability, comfort, and the safety of the familiar? So I do love stability and routine and comfort. I do. Everybody does. It's part, again, it's just like humans are attracted to beauty. Humans are also attracted to what they know. So here are some ways that I love stability and comfort. I'm always rewatching old shows and movies. Like I would so prefer to rewatch an old show than to take the risk on a new show. Um, I get upset if I miss a training session at the gym. I eat methodology every night. If you haven't heard me talk about this, Methodology is an amazing gluten-free, dairy-free food delivery service, and the food is phenomenal, and it does make for a really great routine. I love it. It gets delivered every Sunday night in these big purple boxes, and it's just fantastic. But anyway, I love a plan, is my point. But Gustave Flaubert said, be regular and orderly in your life so that you may be violent and original in your work. Be regular and orderly in your life so that you may be violent and original in your work. And to me, a part of my work is life expansion because part of what I do is I go out there, I live a thing, I experience a thing, I come back and I report on it to you guys. And so for me, having that structure and regularity and order and all those things is great. 
so that I can then feel free to take risks in the other areas of my life. If everything in your life is chaos, if everything in your life is a crapshoot, you don't know where you're supposed to be tomorrow, you don't know what you're eating tonight for dinner, you don't have any plan to go to the gym, whatever, you are just going to be swirling all the time. So you have to create structure in your life. And that's a way that you can bring the masculine energy into your life is to create these structures so that you can then flow inside of those structures. It's really, really important. And you're always going to crave stability and comfort, but you just have to remember that stability and comfort is not going to move you forward. The people who are excellent, the people who are on the edge are always in some form of discomfort as they progress. And that is just part of it. So get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Make that your status quo. Make being on the edge your every day, and you will be amazed at how much your life changes. I hope this was helpful. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Instagram. And if you felt like writing me a review on iTunes, I would really appreciate that. Five stars, please. Um, That would make me really happy. And I will be back soon to talk about morning pages and tapping because this is something that you must try in your life. It's super powerful. I love you. I'll talk to you soon.